welcome to High Tea with Farah. This podcast is all about homeschool, nutrition, travel, and things that inspire and enrich me. Get cozy, get comfortable, and let's get inspired together. Hello, hello. Welcome to High Tea with Farah. This is a podcast about things that matter to me and about things that I would like to share, homeschool-related, nutrition, travel, food, children, and much, much more. Assalamu alaikum to all of you. Assalamu alaikum is an Islamic greeting, which means peace be upon you. So a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Dubai, and my school system was in the British Indian school system, and it was primarily lecture-based. I had a lot of tests, and we we did not have a lot of hands-on projects, critical thinking, and thinking outside the box. It was heavily based on memorization, and I did my entire elementary, middle, and high school in Dubai in the Indian system, and then decided to move in 2000 to the United States with my family. My first son was born in 2010, and when he turned six, I decided to homeschool him. I pulled him out of private Islamic school and wanted to connect with him, instill some important values, and foster some relationships that I felt were really important. And of course, our journey began. Of course, like many of you, I was overwhelmed, confused, not sure about how to go about things, and asked myself, am I going to risk his future? Am I going to risk his education, his career, his academic journey? So in 2016, I attended a Homeschool 101 conference and I was heavily inspired by the veteran homeschoolers. One of the guests was an individual that was homeschooled all throughout high school and then attended college and was able to successfully get into the workforce. I was super impressed with him. He had a strong Islamic foundation. He was articulate, he had a very strong family value, he, w- he heavily relied on the family connection and community. He was working for a nonprofit organization. At the end of the conference, I was able to chat with him, and after us chatting, I was completely sold. This is when I decided that this is what I am going to do. So I got a piece of paper the next morning, and I started jotting down my thoughts. And I asked myself, what are the things that I, w- I need to do? What are the things that I would like my son to learn before he leaves home for college? And what are the things that I need that would support me? I started thinking of the subjects first. There was math, language arts, history, and science. Math was not my strong suit, so I outsourced it right away. And what I would do is that I would play math games with him in the evening, and it was really fun. So basically, all the instruction was being done by another teacher, and I started playing math games with him. In terms of science, he started going to a park to study nature science with the traveling naturalist Sama Ware. Sama is local to Southern California, and Sama just recently started an organization of her own called the Art and Wilderness Institute. The Art and Wilderness Institute educates children out in nature, instills a love of learning, and the children learn wilderness and survival skills, and tons of great things. So my son started taking nature science classes along with other friends with Sama. As for language arts, I was introduced to Julie Bogart. Julie Bogart, oh, I love her. She was so influential in my life. I started listening to her podcasts. She put me at ease because she spoke about fostering the relationship between my child and I, teaching from rest, and just relaxing when I'm on this whole journey. 
I started going on YouTube, listening to her podcast, and started looking into her curriculum called The Brave Writer. Brave Writer is divided into writing projects called Jotted Down, Partnership Writing, Faltering Ownership, as well as the mechanics of writing, which is spelling, grammar, and all of this is done through books and literature. So I remember the first year I formed a book club for my son with friends of his age, and that year we read Charlotte's Web, Mr. Popper's Penguin, Mouse on the Motorcycle, and much, much more. And through these books, we started learning about spelling and grammar and writing and literary elements. And then what we did was at the end of the book, we celebrated the book. We got together once a month and we started sharing about things that we enjoyed. The children spray painted a chair and called it the author's chair. And this was the beginning of our book club. The children came to these meetings and started discussing about things that inspired them, started bringing food to share with one another, and started working on activities that was based on the book. There were a lot of party school ideas that Julie gives us as part of a curricula. At this time, we also started using Jotted Down, which is where I started jotting down what my child had to say. He was telling me stories, telling me all about his imagination, and taking me to travel the world through his stories. He used great vocabulary, and it was such a great experience. And I think this is because he was exposed to such good literature at a young age. In terms of Qur'an and um, a religious upbringing, many, many people ask me, so what did you do about Qur'an? Well, my son started attending a Qur'an institute in Orange County in Anaheim called, um, the, called IQ, which is the Institute of Qur'an. And that was completely outsourced, and he went twice a week. And then for Islamic studies, we started the Sirah for the first year, which is the life of the Prophet. The second year, we moved up to the Companions. And then the third year, we dug a little bit more deeper into the Surah, into the Sirah, sorry, excuse me. And then we started learning about the Tafsir, which is basically the meanings and the explanation of the Quran. At this time, I started having surah parties for my son, where if he memorized a surah, I would get two of his friends together and I would read a little bit of the translation from Mass Abdul Halim and then I would just let them play. So they had the connection of having fun at the surah party while learning a little bit about the surah. I got this idea from my friend Qanita, who is a veteran homeschooler as well. She is great and you can follow her on Qanita Quests on Instagram. So then I went down to thinking about history. How are we going to tackle history? I didn't want history to be boring based off of a textbook. So I called out to my friend Hannah at Pepper and Pine and I started learning about unit studies. When I learned about unit studies, we decided to dive right into ancient Egypt. We learned all about ancient Egypt, about sarcophagus, about the, uh, we made a Pythagoras paper and we cooked some Egyptian food. We visited a museum up north in Northern California, I think it's called the Rosicution Museum, and the experience was just phenomenal. That was pretty much my first year of homeschooling. I thought it was great. I thought everything went well. Now, moving on to my second year, this was in 2017. This year, I wanted to bring in read-alouds. I felt that my first year did not in include a lot of read-alouds. So, before the beginning of the year, there was a conference called the Great Homeschool Conference, and it was a faith-based organization. 
After I left the conference, I was in awe. They were a beautiful group of faith-based people who were very united, very collected, and had some great ideas. At that conference, I was introduced to Beautiful Feed Books. Beautiful Feed Books are books that give us ideas to teach the child about geography. And so we started learning about geography and started traveling the world through books and started doing a unit study approach which included science and poetry and art from that area and we had a really great time together. In terms of math, I met the Right Start math vendor and she introduced me to some really awesome Right Start games. So um, on Friday nights, we started playing Right Start games with the family and we started loving it. And at the conference, I was also introduced to cursive writing. And so my son started learning how to write in cursive. This year, we decided we are not going to do any more ancient civilization, and we are actually going to use the Magic Treehouse books for history. The great thing about it is that it really helped me bring the subject to life. So when we read about Jack and Annie going to China, hmm... We went to Chinatown, we made chow mein at home, and we decided to go and visit a sick person who was actually Chinese. My children learned a couple of words in Chinese, and we could share a few words with the, with the sick person in Chinese. We thought about different ideas of how we could connect with people, and we started connecting with people in great ways. And then comes the summer. In the summer, my children and I decided that we needed a break from schooling. So we went on a road trip. But guess what? Learning never stops. Every opportunity we get is a teaching moment. So we decided to go on a road trip. We went national park hopping across the West Coast. As soon as we came back, we had so many ideas and pictures and thoughts and, and things that we wanted to get together and house in one place. And so we decided to scrapbook. We started scrapbooking and we got a couple of albums out and started putting pictures and started writing and this was my child's language arts and history. This is what was homeschooling in our life. I was in love with homeschooling. And now comes my third year. My third year was in 2018. My second child was in the picture, so now I had it too homeschooling. My second child was in first grade and my first child was in third grade and we decided to homeschool together. So I decided to do history and science together and language arts and math separately. So for history, we learned about California history that year. We took many field trips. We learned about the California admissions. We went to the Sutter's Mill. We went on a field trip to the Irvine Regional Park. We started panning for gold. And we learned about the gold rush. We did some hands-on projects. And my son started narrating it into one of his lesson books. Um, on one page, he would do the narration where he would write what he learned. And on the next page, which was a blank sheet of page, he would um, draw or make an illustration of something that he wrote. Now, it came to reading aloud. Reading aloud was very important at this time. We started going to the library at least twice a month and getting about 30 to 40 books each time. We started the Aero subscription by Julie's Curricula, Brave Writer, and I started reading aloud to my children the same book. Now, my daughter, she started 
memorizing some of the quotes from the book and she would start using it in her vocabulary. It was such an awesome moment when I started realizing the power of reading aloud. At this time, my son, he wanted to get into poetry and music and different genres of writing. So we started researching and we came across frame drumming. He wanted to learn more about the African drums and frame drumming. So I hired a teacher for frame drumming and there he started learning how to drum. At this time, math was not very consistent, so we started Kuman. Kuman is not very easy. It is very repetitive and boring at times, but it gets the job done. So while my children are listening to an audiobook, they try and finish their Kuman packets. And then again, I continued playing math games, and um, we continued language Brave Writer for language arts. And I also had my book club going on. This was such a phenomenal time. My third year, during one of our book club parties, we learned about the book Journey to Johannesburg, Journey to Joburg. In the book, we learned about Nelson Mandela and we learned about South Africa. We got to Skype with one of our friends in South Africa. We learned to make some of our South African cookies. And we learned a couple of words in South Africa. My children were really, really, really intrigued by all the hardships that people went through. All the hardships that people went through all over the world. And they started raising funds and raising money for those in needs. I remember one year they made, um, they used beeswax and they made candles. They made lip balms, they made nature journals. And at a bazaar, they made about $120. And they donated this money to Sabil an organization for Syrian refugees in Orange County. It was such a great time. Right after this, we decided to take another break. While the tickets were cheap, we decided to hop on the opportunity and jumped on a plane and landed in Egypt. We learned all about Egypt the following year, remember? So guess what? My children got to see the pyramids. They got to enter the pyramids and we had dinner on the Nile River. They came back and they talked about it to their teacher, to their friends, to their, to all of their grandparents and it was such a great experience for them. And again they continued scrapbooking. Our passion for homeschooling started growing because we were excited about what we were doing and that is the thing I started noticing. If I was excited about a topic, then they would be excited about it, and they would love to learn more about it. Not everything had to be about paper and pencil and textbook and workbooks, right? And was it all rosy? Was it all a bed of roses? No, it was not. It was a box of chocolates. There were some good chocolates. There were some bad chocolates. There were some good days, and there were some bad days. But really, just sticking with it and following through and chugging along is what really helped us make the connection and make memories together and make this everlasting and this relationship beautiful. Now I get into my fourth year. My fourth year was different. I had three children homeschooling at this time, and things started changing. I had a newborn baby and things were getting difficult. So I decided that I'm not going to do a lot of field trips. I'm going to stay home. This is where I want this is where I started subscribing to Kiwi Crate and I my children started getting Kiwi Crate boxes at home. On Friday evenings with Baba, we started, you know, 
learning more about the project, reading about it, building. They started following direction, again, STEM activities. From at Kiwi Create, we moved on to Tinker Crate. And then my little one did Little Passport, so that was her geography. And we just had a great time together. Um, there were so many activities in the community at this time. There were nature classes, there was poetry classes, there was crochet, there was wilderness classes, you name it. There were tons and tons of classes and I was torn. I wanted my children to experience everything. But I stepped back and I said, not right now. What is more important? At one of the conferences, one of the speakers said, learn to say yes to the great things and no to the good things. And I'm going to phrase that again. Learn to say no to the good things and yes to the great things. And that's when I started picking and choosing the events I go to, picking and choosing the people I'm around, and really just picking and choosing that ga those gatherings that really benefit my family's culture and just make us happy. And that was one of the great decisions I made. We all learned to rest, relax, and enjoy this journey instead of being stressed out about being in a particular place at a particular time and stressed about time and, and, and there was, you know, different emotions that was going on in my, in my children's lives and all of that. So at this time, um, my child turns nine or ten and the Waldorf curriculum talks about the change when the ch there's a change in the child when the child turns nine it's kind of like a sense of self he starts voicing his opinions and um, he's more conscious of his, himself so I had to tweak a few things and I had to change gears and I started talking to my son a lot about things that he wanted to study and he said that he did not want to do um, Middle Ages anymore because the, after ancient civilization, the next step was Middle Ages. So we he dug into U.S. history. He wanted to learn about U.S. history. We started learning about colonial America and we, um, you know, learned to roll candles. We learned to make butter. We made bread from scratch. We learned about life in colonial America. And he started writing in his, um, he started using a fountain pen at this time. And he started writing in cursive and he used a lesson book. And he was so proud and happy of his work because it was his hard work, right? And I just let him be. I gave them the freedom to write whatever he wanted and the freedom to come up with his own ideas. And I started peeking into his interest as well. My daughters at this time was also enjoying colonial America. And so they would make desserts out of butter. They would make fresh bread and they would serve it with, uh, they would make fresh bread with black seed and serve it with herb butter or honey butter and come up with all these different kinds of butters that was exciting to the family. It was a very difficult time for me because my husband tra started traveling. He went back to work. I was stressed out. I had to juggle four children. There was cooking, there was cleaning, there was homeschooling. And so I decided to meal plan. On Sundays, I would make a big batch of oatmeal. I would make a pot of soup. And I would make some, I would marinate some meat that would help me for the rest of the week. And I started learning different things at different times. I started realizing that I need to club all my outdoor activities on one day and I need to stay home for at least three days if I needed to get any work done. And I wanted, the whole idea of this journey was to connect. And the only way I could connect was by being at home. When my husband would come back, we would play games, we would discuss how the week would go, and then I would school them while he would watch the 
baby. As a treat, we would watch a movie to the book that we read. So if we read Charlotte's Web, then we would watch a movie on Charlotte's Web. If you read Mouse on the Motorcycle, we would all watch Mouse on the Motorcycle together. If we didn't watch a movie, we would play games. We played Scrabble together, Catan together, Monopoly together, and this is just how our journey continued on. These are just some examples that evolved during their years of homeschooling together. My son became an avid reader at this time, and he would just read and read and read. My daughter and I started reading together, and my daughter enjoyed reading. She started reading Stella by Starlight and Mr. Popper's Penguin, Charlotte's Web, and we started having some great discussions. Self-care was very important to me at this time because I was realizing that I'm reaching burnout. So what I would do is I would wake up in the morning and I would go for a walk. And every morning from about 7 o'clock till 7.30, I just wanted some me time to rejuvenate and feel refreshed. So every morning I go for a walk, I sip on my tea, and I come into the schoolroom by 8.30 and our day begins. And now I am here in my fifth year. I have a kindergartner, third grade, and a fifth grade. This is my story, and I hope you enjoyed it. And what I would like you to do is take you on a journey through some people that have inspired me. I would like to invite you to listen in to my podcast and gain some inspiration from my guests. Get cozy, get comfortable, and enjoy the show. Thank you for your time, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're inspired and it was fruitful. Until next time, connect, create, and continue on. You can reach me at High Tea with Farah on Instagram or at my blog at highteawithfarah.com. Please enjoy the frame drumming by Brahmi Farah.